0: Come on, knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. We've been wanting to tell you all about what we're watching too. Hey there, Real Films fans! It's Drew here for another episode of What Are You Watching? And checking back in with everybody. So I hope everyone had a great Halloween. If y'all want some great recommendations for some spooky time watches. Go back and listen to myself and my good friend Brad from the Cinema Guys and Old Man Brad podcast where we talk about our hashtag 100 days of horror and our 31 days of like terror on Tubi where we give you guys some great recommendations for spooky time watches. But guys, now it is November and you know what I love about November. This little festive activity that was brought on a couple years ago by the Epic Film Guys podcast. They did this thing called Never Seen November. And you know what? I loved this idea. Now, I myself, I do a movie scavenger hunt for the past two years I've done it. And, you know, it gives me something to watch every single day, whether it's new or old. I always try to make sure that I'm watching a new episode. But... Episode, new movie. But here's the thing with Never See November, that is the pure goal of it. You are watching something new every single time that you watch something during the month of November. Now, we usually set a modest goal and say, hey, throughout the month of November, try to get 10 brand new watches under your belt. And I think that's an admirable goal. Right now, I'm kind of lacking. I mean, it's. Well, okay, I'm not really lacking. I'm I'm actually doing okay. It's it's the fourteenth and I've watched 17 new movies. So you know, I'm not I'm not bad, I'm a little bit of ahead, I got a buffer, but the holidays are coming, you know, people are gonna get busy and that's all that. So let me give you guys some great little recommendations, some jewels that I have in my Never Seen November list over on Letterboxd if y'all want to check out what I am watching on Letterboxd letterboxcom slash Dr. Homie H. The link is in our show notes right there in your favorite podcatcher. So here's the thing. If anybody remembers 13 cameras, 14 cameras, that weird little kind of voyeurism, you know, peeping Tom horror film, that suspense thriller, They got a new one. It's called Fifteen Cameras. And you know what? I I liked it. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And I think the thing that I was kind of really disappointed about uh, this film is that it didn't have the original actor from the Thirteen Cameras film. Now, unfortunately, when I was doing research on Thirteen Cameras and I was looking up stuff on Fourteen Cameras, you know, I came to find out. That the main actor who played uh, the the psycho, the kind of like creepy dude, Sean Kerrigan, he passed away. I didn't know this, and I was really sad when I saw that 15 cameras was uh, not starring him. But, you know, this takes place after 14 cameras, obviously. There has been like a Netflix documentary series about the creepy... Uh, d- guy who had all of these little apartments and homes that people could rent and he's hidden cameras and all of them and he's downloading footage and watching footage and having people watch it online and so now you have this young lady and her fiance and she's just obsessed with this true crime kind of thing and she's watching this docuseries on like the creepy super and she's just obsessed with it so her whole thing is to find any type of detail that was left over because lo and behold, the home that they just bought is one of the previous homes that was owned by the Creepy Super. So that's as far as I'm going to go. If you were a fan of 13 cameras, 14 cameras, get on this. It's it's not a bad watch. I thought it was pretty great. Maybe you'll enjoy it. The next one that I did watch and a lot of these are going to be some horror films of course cuz it's me. What do you expect? The Boogeyman, Stephen King's short story novella, I forget which one it was. But I know it's a I know it's adapted after a Stephen King, you know, writing. Now, The Boogeyman wasn't bad. I gave it a 3 out of 5. There are some parts of it that I truly truly did enjoy. Now, if you are a fan of Wes Craven films, there was a Wes Craven film back in the day, and it was called They. Now, They is from 2002. This is a Wes Craven film that is featuring Laura Regan and Mark Lucas and Ethan Embry and John Abrams or J- John Abrahams. This movie I loved. This was all about the things that go bump in the night. The things that hide under the bed, in the closet, just out of reach, but still within sight through the crack of the door. The things that wake us and stir us in our sleep. And if we pull the covers up just enough, we're going to be safe. But little do we know that that's just where they want us. I got the same vibes from they as i did from boogeyman now i love they more because it was just a it was one of those weird movies in 2002 i really loved it in college i don't know college sorry early high school um i was just i was just loving it and the boogeyman gave me those same vibes It's still this creature that hides in the dark and comes out when you kind of least expect it. You have characters that are still sleeping with lights on and trying to protect themselves. There's a lot of elements that repeat between these two films. Now, if you did a double feature back-to-back of things that like, what's a theme? What's a theme we could do? Oh, things that go bump in the night. These are two movies that I think would do very, very well back-to-back, all right? If you did a, a little movie night at your house, if your local Alamo draft house or something wanted to play them back to back, this is a good idea. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But I think these I think those two movies would do pretty well together. Now, here's another one. If you are a fan of Shudder and you're a fan of oh, what's it called? Um Deadstream, Deadstream. Was that hilarious, like, live action um, uh, found footage where you have, like, the disgraced internet personality is trying to win everybody back. Now, Deadstream was all about this influencer who wanted to win his personality back. He wanted to get his fans back. So he went into this haunted house. Okay. This new movie... Now, Deathstream came out in 2022. This movie came out also in 2022, but you couldn't really rent it until now. This is hashtag Chad gets the axe. OK, now, instead of having one influencer, you are having. Good gosh, it's. Uh, four, you have four influencers in the film And they basically do the same thing. They go out to an old murder house where there were victims and a satanic cult, and they live stream themselves. But now you have different influencers almost like competing for who's getting the most views, and things just kind of go awry in the house. So instead of like Deadstream, where you have Joseph Winter, who... I mean, you know, directed by Joseph Winter and his lovely wife. I think Deadstream does a far better job. It's comical. It's great. I love the fact that you can focus on one character. Not that hashtag Chad Gets the Axe is bad in any way. I just think there's a lot of energy going left and right. And I think there's a lot of missed opportunities in the movie itself that don't take advantage, but rather purposely guide some misdirection for the audience to follow the wrong characters. And it's still enjoyable. There are still some funny, funny parts, but it's, I don't know. Again, another movie that you could pair up, do a nice little double feature, dead stream. Hashtag Chad gets the ax. You could rent hashtag Chad gets the ax. I don't know where it's going to go streaming, but Deadstream, you can get on Shudder. And uh, y'all should watch both of those if you haven't had the chance to do so. Now, there are few and far in between some great movies that take place in a gas station, especially horror films in a gas station, guys. I'm talking Night of the Hunted. Now, Night of the Hunted, also, I would almost put not on par maybe a little bit less than the movie splinter but night of the hunted you have a young woman who is coming back home and they have to stop and get gas and as she's trying to leave the gas station someone takes a pop shot at her and she gets shot in the shoulder and she's down now With Splinter, another one of those movies where I think is just great, I think it's such a good film. You have people who are coming into a gas station, but they can't leave because something is outside and it's not not letting them leave. Now, in Night of the Hunter, you got a guy with a gun. In Splinter, you got this weird creature that can infect people and it almost turns them into like a zombie-esque kind of thing. Again... You have these fun little pairings that can be a double feature and everything is coming thematically for them. If you haven't seen 2008 Splinter, it's a ridiculously impressive horror movie for the budget that it had and the creature effects that are there. Night of the Hunted, also good. You kind of connect with this character. You have a lone gunman who's just out there, not even out there in like the daytime. It's pitch black. And... You have this looming billboard that's very clever, where, depending on how you read it, it says God is nowhere. But then, if you read it another way, it says God is now here. So it's interesting. You have the juxtaposition of this person who is being trapped inside of the gas station. A lone gunman plugging away with bullets, and she feels that she's alone. God is nowhere. And him up there with a gun. God is now here. So that's uh, it's a little bit interesting. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty fun. Next up, uh, we have Hell House Origins. Hell House LLC Origins. This goes back and it is giving you where. I mean, mainly where those creepy, creepy clowns are coming from. We all know the clowns in the Hell House trilogy. We love them clowns in the basement, at the bottom of the stairs, at the top of the stairs. How they're moving, we don't know. But I'll tell you right now, the original Hell House, that genuinely disturbed me. I found it very unsettling. It does kind of go downhill uh, as the trilogy continues, especially the third one. I think they kind of brought back Some good vibrations, some good energy with this origin, this prequel. I think they're given some good uh, backstory. You get an understanding of like where the clowns are coming from, how it's all connecting exactly specifically to what was happening in the first movie and even continuing into that. I think there are some strings that are loosely tied, but still, you get some good jump scares. You get great atmosphere. I enjoyed it. It's something that was there. Again, more options for a nice little marathon. You're pairing it next to, you know, next to the other one. You can find Hell House LLC Origins on Shutter, and uh, another one, another, uh, another one that you could be going for a rental. Now, I don't know about you. I'm really happy to see Heather Graham in a lovely little horror movie. And more importantly, give it up for the lovely lady that is Barbara Crampton. Horror royalty. Okay. Suitable Flesh, directed by Joe Lynch. This is an interesting film. And while I was watching it, it again, I'm going to give you something to pair it with, guys. It reminded me. Of Fallen with Denzel Washington and John Goodman. The one where he, you know, the spirit is is possessing people and he's singing that song Time is on my side. In this film, you have a spirit that's taking over a boy, his father, back to the boy, back to a psychiatrist. Back to a doctor, back to the psychiatrist, back to the boy. And then boom, 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 boom. It's just jumping bodies. And that's exactly also what we had in Fallen. Another double feature for you, ladies and gentlemen. You are welcome. It's an interesting film. Uh, It's quirky. It's kind of like you watch it and you're thinking like, what the hell's going on? And I was kind of that mindset throughout the film itself. What the hell am I watching? But the more I thought about it and I did connect it to the, uh, to the movie Fallen with Denzel Washington and John Goodman, the more I kind of appreciated it a little more. I kind of looked at this and went, okay, I can get behind this. I understand what we're doing here. I understand the energy. That's all happening. This is something that's definitely a rent, okay? You could probably wait for it to come out in stream. But if you've got a group of friends and you want to sit down and you want to watch Heather Graham kind of go a little bit crazy and a little bit, you know, talking with Sybil and splitting between personalities and also, you know, Barbara Crampton playing a doctor trying to assert her authority, then go for it. I say you rent this film. Maybe pair it up with Fallen. Get some Denzel in your life as well. And just have a good time, guys. Enjoy Never Seen November. And uh, get ready for the holidays to come. So, a few more recommendations that are not movies. But more importantly, uh, you can go out there into the world of podcasting. Once again, guys, go over and check out my friend Stephen Izzy on everything I learn from movies. That's everything I learn from movies. Guys, they're out there celebrating Die november A slew and selection of dinosaur-themed movies. Please go check them out. Any podcatcher out there, just search for everything I learned from movies. You can also check out Izzy. She's over on her Etsy store at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Guys, you can also catch up the... Last episode of the Slashers podcast. Please do so. This was such a delight as they delved into the early years of the slasher genre throughout the 80s. I cannot tell you as much as a huge horror fan as I am that this was just a delight. It was enjoyable. You got three different perspectives from highly intelligent quirky, and funny people. Very sincere, absolutely loving the genre, and let's be fair, knowing their shit, okay? This was a hoot. Please go check out The Slashers. If you also want to check out uh, Brad over on Old Man Brad or 2B Tuesdays on tu- on uh, Twitter, or X as it's now called, you can check out Brad. He is doing some reviews. Recently, he put out an episode on... Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls. This is a movie that I personally backed, and I'm still waiting on my my Blu-ray, but uh, it looks like a hoot and a half. And speaking of, again, Barbara Crampton's in that one, along with Jeffrey Combs. Guys, how can you not resist it? This movie looks amazing, and I cannot wait to watch it. Ugh other things and podcasts to look out for two peas on a pod with Nicholas Haskins and Gerald guys, please go check out two peas on a podcast. There's some great guys. There's some great friends of mine. And of course you can always go check out the Epic film guys, the contrarians. Get out there guys. Check out some podcasts, check out some movies that you've never seen before. And myself and Brad, and possibly Gerald. Fingers crossed for Gerald. Knock on wood for Gerald. We're going to get him back. And guys, we're going to be bringing you an episode specifically themed for Thanksgiving. You're going to love it. It's a nice little Thanksgiving horror movie, but it's not the Eli Roth one, although I am excited for that. But it's another one that I'm pretty sure you're going to gobble up. So guys, thank you for joining me for another episode of What Are You Watching?, Checking in for Never Seen November. We hope to catch you on the flip side, and as always, you're the realist and the feelist.